They've been described as the most mysterious underground band from New Zealand. They are the Garbage and the Flowers, and Music Talk has found them in Queensland, Australia, where Helen and Yuri are keen to talk about their new album, Cinnamon Sea. So you guys recorded this thing in an abandoned courthouse, I, I'm, I've read. Is that true? <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it. It was an Airbnb. It was an Airbnb. <laughs> it did used to, yeah. used to be a courthouse, but we didn't. We went wandering around without here and suddenly come upon an abandoned right. courthouse. Right. But that sounds, that's a better story, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giant kangaroos appeared and guided us right. to an abandoned courthouse. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. what we want to believe. Um, <laughs> it was a little, little town called Friars Town, which is, you know, Castle. There's a place called Castle Lane just outside of uh, Melbourne, which um, uh -huh. is in the old gold fields, like from the old gold rush in the sort of 1830s right. sort of time, and, and Friars. Town. Castle Maine's become a bit of a sort of a alternative kind of lifestyle, alternative music and art sort of haven outside of Melbourne and um, Friarstown is, isn't far from Castle Maine, but it is a quite a spooky sort of um, kind of ghost town, yeah, with this abandoned courthouse. Gotcha. Which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, it is. I mean, we saw about three people the whole time. Yeah. I think they were holiday houses. And you see more like a of giant kangaroos than people yeah. in, the, in this place yeah. and dusty old so town. We, we had a little veranda we'd sit on after recording and that was just on one of the main streets, looked out on one of the main streets, and these big kangaroos, because I've never really seen them before, they probably eight foot would just hop Holy down the crap. road. <laughs> they were really big and they were a bit scary. And the, I got there the first night. Um, I was the first one there and then we recorded the next day. But they they jumped right over the fence and came and started eating from the apple tree in the back garden. So I was like watching them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were cruising around the house the whole time we were recording. Very cool. And could could jump this really high fence. Did they seem to enjoy the and music? They... <laughs> no. No comments. Yeah. Yeah. No comments. No comments. At least they're not critiquing. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. So when you when you arrived yeah. at this place, did you have all the songs in place? Did you know what you're going to do, or was it more of a let's see what happens kind of deal? Yeah, we had we had been re I'd been rehearsing them with Ben and Paul and. Um, Dan, we, we had a little, we called ourselves Pigeoneers right. <laughs> and we just had a few week, a few, few practices. So we're quite well prepared, unusually, usually we're not prepared. Right. But ben, Ben's quite a professional musician, like he's had a bit of a career, had a kind of a best-selling single, was on Triple J in um, Australia. Um so yeah, he was very good at organising us, and he took all his computer gear. Like he recorded us on an Apple Movie Fries Town. Right. Yes, but but when we recorded, when we were rehearsing as pigeoneers, 
pigeons, birds would come. Oh. They did come and sit <laughs> lying outside. All right. So we thought they were. Cool. Like, so since since there's only five tracks on the EP, maybe we can just go through them one by one and you can give me a little insight into how they were written, how they were recorded, what they mean to you, starting with uh, I Know Who You Are, which is the opener. It has a very velvet underground-y sound to it, I must say. Recent songs um, that from that record, um, I started writing it, and um, not that long before it was recorded, really. And, and Helen helped me finish it off. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I, 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 hmm? What's that? Didn't it have more political lyrics? I don't know. The lyrics are. Did it have more? They have a vaguely, it was vaguely meant to be about Ned Kelly originally, but, but oh, it right. really, <laughs> so it was kind of like He's about Australia. Song. <laughs> mm. right, right, so, right. um, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I, I recorded it when I was, um, when I got my, a new, um, 12 string guitar, actually 12 string electric guitar, a, 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 a um, copy of a Rickenbacker and, yeah, the song came quite naturally just from the beautiful chimey sound the 12 strings right. have. Cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Velvet Underground used 12 strings, but the 12 strings seems to um, evoke that sort of resonant sound that the Velvets had and very right. good. At... Cool. Mm. cool. Yeah, and then, yeah, I just changed some of the lyrics and the verses. So it's a very unfinished. Like we didn't, we didn't get the lyrics fully finished when we were recording in Friars Town. Mm. So when I hear it, I'm a bit, I'm a bit ashamed. Oh no, they sound very finished. <laughs> <laughs> now it's about cars and insects. And okay. Stuff. So it's followed by this title track, Cinnamon Sea. To me, it has. Oh, I, you probably hate me doing this, but I'll tell you who it sounds like. It sounds a little bit doorsy to me. song that Helen and, and, and me put together, composed together, and, and it was pretty complete when we did it. We put it together in just one afternoon in Sydney, and yeah, we both sort of traded um, sort of lyrics, verses, one verse, and then the other, and yeah, we're very, that was probably, that wasn't written that long before the recording either. It was from the last Days that Helen was living in Sydney and sorry, Helen. Yeah, I'm very yeah. about a year before. Yeah. yeah, that was sort of that was nice. I really enjoyed 
writing that with Helen. It was like the culmination of our sort of ability to write songs together and it came, came, came out very, very easily and sort of, yeah, yeah, quite proud of that one as a song. Cool. Maybe that's great. Yeah. Yuri <laughs> was just on chords um, and his partner Sarah was painting behind him and I just thought he was playing a song that he was – he'd written but it, he was just like playing around right. and then I was like oh yeah what are you playing here he's like your new song and so then we just made it into his chords put them into a song yeah but um yeah I'm glad you say that about the doors because the first recordings we did were quite gothic right. like they were quite low and quite sort of weird and gothic like the the ones on the fire release are sort of shiny and bright, right. but the, the mood and the mood of it was quite weird and gothic. Yeah, uh, a bit like the doors, yeah. the very first recording. Right, right, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you, you mentioned fire. Fire is the label you guys are on. How'd you get hooked up with those guys? Uh, quite um, kind of odd, strangely, I suppose. There's a, a guy called uh, Mark who runs a small... Uh, record label and um, and or used to run a small record label called Bow Weevil Recordings and um, it was based in the UK. He was actually moving to Australia. I think he, I'm not sure if he's still in Sydney, but he's moving to Sydney and he hooked up with us. He we we got a bit of um, interest. This is about 2012. We got a bit of interest from. A couple of different um, directions about re-releasing our double album, Eyes right. Rhinos of Beggars, which had come out in 1997 on on um, on uh, the Now Sound, which was a <laughs> like a US label, right? And yeah, Mark was um, started talking to us about releasing, re-releasing the double album on his label, Bo Weevil, and um, it turned out that he used to work for Fire, used uh, to work for them, and he, it's, it's, after we'd sort of uh, agreed to to the re-release with him, he came back to us and said that he'd actually started talking to Fire Records and they were interested in, in doing a co-release co with Bo Weevil. So that's how it ended, ended out being the double album was re-released on fire and bow weevil together I so think. um that sort of started that that relationship with fire and ah, cool yeah all right that was when when we sent them the the cinnamon sea uh recordings they they were they were like luckily they were happy to um release it so yeah we didn't want to self-release a lot of work and and you know, it just happened to be pre-COVID, right. and you know, you didn't want to be lugging records to a post office during <laughs> 2020. Yeah, but um, they have a much bigger label now than yeah. um when they re-released Rise Ryan. Yep. So that was a bit of a thrill we didn't realise. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they had a lot more capital pumped into them. Right. So the next track that we can talk about is Red Star, which has quite a distinctive vocal performance on it. Uh, tell me about that. Workers of the world. 
one eyed pyramid is stacked with gold, and our philosophy has long foretold the fruits of our labor will be ours to hold. On the front of an armored train, swinging from the edge of an iron train, smashed to pieces every ball and train, shining now on the shelf. Um, you know, that's that's another quite a recent quite a recent song um, that I put together when I was living in Ipswich, and yeah, I'm a, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's quite a political song. Uh, I, I I guess I I came from you know like a background of not really being uh, you know like interested in, in in the idea of putting politics into music. But um, I've become, you know, the last, since, since about 2005, becoming more and more involved politically um, with, uh, with a communist group, a Trotskyist group in, 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 in Sydney. And it's become more and more something that's important to me in my life. So um, it's, yeah. It's something I had a crack at writing about, sort of what um, what um, communism means to me, and oh, um, okay. yeah. So um, that's uh, I think it's I think it's pretty hard to, um, to to put politics into into rock and roll music without sounding a bit sort of try hard. I mean, it's been done a couple of times, not too badly. Billy Bragg's done a quite a good version. <laughs> International, but sometimes it comes across a bit too. Um, how, how would you put it? Um, Didactic. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, I should put. <laughs> Very good. But that was, All right. Um, yeah. And onto on the radio, which is very jangly, and that and I assume that on the radio has a quite a bit of jangle going on there. Is that the twelve string? Yeah, well, the twelve-string features on, on all of the recordings. That's actually like a a, a real um, Rickenbacker twelve-string right. guitar that I ended up getting, and yeah, that's that puts a pretty definitive sound over over the whole whole uh, recording. And um, yeah, on the radios, one of um, the older songs it dates back to two thousand and two or so, and We've had a few cracks at recording that over the years, and yeah, this has been. I thought it was a pretty successful attempt. I like the the jangle on it. Right. Um, yeah, it's sort of when when so when. Got... Sorry. I said, do you guys have a lot of um, songs in the back in the back catalog, as it were, that are sitting around waiting to be finished up? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We've got we got a few. We didn't do that many. We we played in we we played in Sydney for quite a number of years. Uh, with it was a, as a three piece, uh, right. Stu, Ellen, and me, 
uh, from about 2004 till 2013. We released an album called Stoned Rehearsal, which right. features some of our songs from that era. But um, yeah, there's a few other things, and yeah, we had a yeah. That's actually yeah, that's actually a rehearsal. So we didn't mean that to be anything, but then it seemed to be quite entertaining. So we. <laughs> Yeah, but I really like that on the radio because um, I think the the playing's really good. Like it sort of reminds me a bit of a raga right. sometimes, uh, the drums and the guitars. So I'm pretty pleased with that. Other attempts to record it have, have just been bland. Hasn't had much spirit, so that mm, was good. Cool, cool. Yeah, playing live being, recording. Yeah, being in a band. We didn't do any over. Yeah, being in a band that's sort of... We didn't do any... Sorry, Al? <laughs> no. We didn't do any openings, did we, Yuri? Uh, it was no. all live. That's right. Live in the room, mm. Rise Town. Mm. Yeah. That's right, in the big... So the fact that it was a courthouse meant it was quite a big resonant sort of chamber. Right. I think some... I read somebody yeah. saying that there was an obvious reverb effect on the record. But I'm not sure if... Yeah. I think it's just the natural reverb natural of the old the room. Yeah. That's right. Oh, it's, um, cool. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, you know, yeah. getting a, you know, being in a, in a guitar band and, you know, being inspired by, you know, stuff, things like Velvet Underground and Big Star, you know, the idea of trying to record a guitar, that guitars that sound sort of resonant and that ring right. together is, is very important. Um, we sure. just, yeah, we used to play with another guitarist, original guitarist, Paul Yates, and he used to talk about the sort of the ringing of, you know, guitars melding together. And um, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've come across recently that jangle pop has become a genre now. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Everything's a genre now. <laughs> yeah, ring pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you about how to, how to play jangle pop sort of on, yeah. on the internet now, which... I got all my all my secrets sort of about all the chord shapes and open chord shapes and yeah but it's kind of an easy way to play and um, but I'm I'm glad we managed to capture something that sounded so jangly that was quite successful I think thanks to Ben Ben's production right no cool. yeah. now he was really much was very meticulous like he took a day to set up the mics a whole day which you wouldn't have that time in a normal studio right. but clock's running because he just bought it <laughs> yeah. yeah like we had that time to set it up because we you know hiring an airbnb works economically for a band better than going into the studio with you know mm -hmm. oh you've got half an hour to drums or, yep. and things have changed you know, since we first recorded and you know, to get a recording studio, you'd need to spend like $20,000 at least to get all the right. right gear. And now it's all, you know, become miniaturized and digitally. It's amazing. And yeah. amazing what you can do at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even, I mean, Apple iPhones do such good recordings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they really do. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, just about on the radio, like, it's it's got double jangle because as Yuri said, it uses open chords. Uh -huh. Like um, there are strings that aren't don't have fingers holding them down; they're just ringing. Aren't they? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, 
yeah. the, the final song is Jacob B. It almost starts out like it's a folk song. <laughs> and you're driving in your car And your world is very small Small Three Yeah, well, yeah. most of our songs are folk songs, I suppose, you know, like they're, they're, most of our songs are written very simply with right. three standard chords. Um, but yeah, that's one that, that um, I think Ben and Helen sort of encouraged me to to play on, on an on acoustic guitar that was, that was around, lying around the courthouse. And um, yeah, so, so um, we, do, we do play that, have played that song in a full sort of, sort of band context, but... Um, yeah, that was that was something that Ben wanted me to try out, and I only got through um, one verse and one chorus, so it's sort of. The, 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 I think we did, we've got a version of that on Stone Rehearsal that goes on for a bit longer, but. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were trying to keep the songs short, but in retrospect, they could have gone longer. But that's just how it went. Right. Mm. Really. Well, you can always yeah. do that when you get out to play live. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always that. And that we don't. I don't know what the Jacob is about. Jacob um, Burma, Burma the, 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 the famous Christian mystic. That's oh, okay, yeah. And what inspired you to write a song, a song about him? Um, I think I had a, one of his books and um, uh, flicking, I was flick. I think I've had a few attempts at writing songs based on his lyrics. You know, an easy way yeah. to find words for songs is to is to is to try to find you know likely sound, sounding lyrics and and, and other writing. So um, yeah, maybe that was also also the um, yeah. I guess the the, the what the, was his thing? He was sort of a nature mystic. He was a nature mystic. He saw. He saw sort of God and and you know in a, in a, in a blade of grass and that's sort of what I um, was inspired by. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I know it's been yeah, a, a, a long time since you guys have been in New Zealand and performed here, especially. So any mm -hmm. chance of that ever happening? Uh, yeah, I'd really like to like to um, come over as soon as as possible. Um, Right. I've um, I've got a couple of kids now, and um, they've never been to New Zealand. And even though we've spent a lot of time in um, in Australia over the last couple of decades, New Zealand is still kind of my you know, where my heart is probably. So um, right, yeah, I haven't been back that much. We went on a short tour of of mainly this. Where did we go? It was mainly the South Island, wasn't it? Yeah. Back in 2009, I think. That was the last time, I think. It was it New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Panel of Judges. And That's how we went with Panel of Judges, yeah. Yeah, we went to Wellington, Dunedin. Did we play in Christchurch? Uh, yeah, we played in Christchurch, but I didn't make it. I was being held up by the New Zealand Customs Airport. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's the first gig. I 
I was strip searched and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I didn't. I only just made it to the gig as it was shutting the door, shutting its doors, and Helen and Stuart played as a, as a as a two piece. A nice welcome home, huh? Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for a better sort of. Um, Welcome. Yeah, next. Welcome. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll see what happens. You never know. <laughs> so, all right. So, so you, are you doing gigs around Australia? Uh, yeah, we we had an interesting gig um, uh, a couple of months ago in uh, Brisbane at the Powerhouse. We supported Robert Forster from the Go. Oh yeah, I saw you did that. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that was a, that was quite a privilege to sort of to, sure. to do that and. Because yeah, we used to be, especially Helen, used to be a huge fan of the Go Betweens, and yep. yeah, so they actually meet him. And, about, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Before we ever thought about being in a band, we were listening to. I was listening to the Go Betweens, just in like enthralled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert Forster's an interesting and character. You know, I think, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. way he writes lyrics, poetic, like I think they really influenced me. Right. Just you know the way the way our lyrics are written. I, I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it generally is of, of that kind of poetic abstract type that I heard them doing. Right. Cool. So yeah, you get imprinted pretty young. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. It's the stuff that stays with you. Is the first stuff. Yeah. So we have all right. Anyway. We're hoping to play in Melbourne soon. Oh, yeah. I'd really like to go to make it to Auckland because when we when we first formed in the nineties, I think we had we had sort of a, a bit of a support base in Auckland, sort of more than any other town in in New Zealand. Yep. So we had a few other 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 bands in Auckland, like um, that were around, like Saline and right. So um, it'd be good to get back. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we had mates. You suddenly had friends from bands. We played there once yeah. at, uh, at the gallery. It was a test strip gallery that was on K Road. That was a, that was a pretty good gig. Cool. All we right. Mm. Yeah, so we'd like to, like to make it up there. So maybe we'll see you. Yep, definitely. Come to the Whammy Bar. It's on K Road. Yeah. yeah. That's the place to. Yeah, that was a really wild gig. Like we played a lot of improvisation and noise. And we looked like like really hippie like at the time right. like people had almost had dreadlocks and yeah we were totally we were really dressed differently from the Aucklanders and no one would talk to us because we looked so like, really like hippie very cool but do you remember anyway <laughs> funny all right it was like yeah yeah well well we've gotten through the whole EP <laughs> so that's exciting uh, and. Yeah, love to see you guys come around here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, so thank you for talking thank to me. I'm glad we got it all together. Thank you for um, asking us. Thank you. 